Hey, I'm Elena. And I'm Abby. And we're the Visionaries. Here we discuss fashion, culture, and art. And today's theme is Rococo. Alrighty. I feel like, take a shot every time we say Rococo. Rococo. I'm going to be drunk after like five minutes. This episode is actually a drinking game. (laughs) No, because you'll die. (laughs) You'll be at the emergency room getting your stomach pumped by the end of it. Probably. At the end of it, the word Rococo is not even going to be a word. No, it's not. Already when I was just like, like paintings in the Rococo, designs in the Rococo, I'm like, the fuck is Rococo? I know, but the fuck? (laughs) Okay, so you might be wondering what is rococo so it is a word used to describe an era of style i don't have the specific dates written down <laughs> i do so I'm, i'll pop in real quick so the rococo happened in the 1700s and more uh pinpoint 1730s to the 1790s was like the height of the nice. rococo okay it is uh, it is a word used to describe an era of style through interior design decorative arts painting architecture and sculpture that's the art side yeah. but also fashion and what would be the word cosmetology yeah hair. <laughs> um i want to interject a little bit i don't know if you say this but just to, like cover it so this is in france yes that's and... where like it, that was like the epicenter yes of rococo yes that's where everything came from and then a notable figure in the rococo is marie antoinette i don't know if we're gonna i personally don't really get into her i kind of get into her but um she could be her own episode (laughs) for being honest (laughs) but yeah if you're thinking who cares or like where are we pinpointing marie antoinette is like the rococo's spokeswoman but yeah (laughs) go on okay so rococo is derived from a french word i have a rope cow something like that uh-huh. um and it is a word for stones and shells Ooh. which is very much so what like especially the interior design aspect was inspired by so significant styles in the rococo are light airy pastel and elegant and lots of c shape think like you know moldings and c's and s shapes oh, along yes. with the shell like forms and natural shapes you know kind of like the like the ridges of like a shell oh yeah yeah oh yeah so that's my little <laughs> intro of rococo style love let's that. talk about hair yes bouncing off with um kind of like the s shapes and all that the hair in the rococo was big baby <laughs> that shit was bigger than life okay Some backgrounds on the Rococo. So the 18th century was the age of elegance. Never in European history did we see men and women so elaborately, artificially, and so far removed from natural appearance. And that is why I love the Rococo, just of how big and fake and luxurious and just in your face everything was it's literally that sounds like something that you would love very much. Oh yeah. (laughs) It really gives me the Hunger Games capital. It's like the Rococo was what happened in real life, if I'm being honest. So what cannot be done with natural hair was made with wigs. People at the time believed that they were living in the best of all possible worlds. They're like, this is the height. Nothing will ever get better from here. And I was like, don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all live? We really think we live Don't we all think we live in like this? Technology could never be better. And it's like you had sliced bread. And that was like your height. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm just focusing on the hair of the Rococo today and just how 
It was because the Rococo is so big and vast. It's one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite moments and like era of history. We'll probably revisit it back in some capacity, like a little bit or whatever. Um, but just to kind of give it its due diligence and what it deserves, where I'm just covering hair today, <laughs> <laughs> and that should say a lot. Mostly centered around hair. The hair of the Rococo <laughs> is how we're starting, and um. Men started to wear ri- men started to wear ri- wigs wigs. <laughs> men started to wear wigs with the French king Louis the Fourteenth. His nickname was the Sun King, Ooh, and dramatic. He his was more of like black poofy curly hair, mm-hmm. but it slowly he gets bigger and crazier and better. And so from 1770, wigs were extended to women then because it started with men sadly and as the years went on women's wigs were made to be taller more sophisticated and especially this is where like france came in yeah and so banking off like the s shape yeah that's how women's wigs were like a giant like kind of like s on your head and it also goes to um like an egg on your head. <laughs> but we'll get into that no, more I think it's funny we look back and see those paintings and it's like if, or like pictures of people with those do yeah. you think it looks beautiful? I think it looks beautiful. I now. think it looks fucking it atrocious. Looks, it's it's a nightmare. It is such a nightmare. <laughs> I know what it I know we're gonna talk about what that wig is made of, oh, what God. is inside, <laughs> what is happening, and it's fucked up. <laughs> but also oh, no. I think there's just I oh we I will just get in we'll get into I wanna keep we'll get into it. Okay. So what did it look like? Um, so women used towering masses of hair rising one feet above the head or more, like one to one and a half feet oh above your God. head. It was how big your hair was. Do you and have these, Do you have how heavy they are at all? Um, because I be don't. Heavy. Can it's you super the neck pain. I don't think it's. I don't. I okay. I don't have the exact weight, but I do know that it was so heavy. Yes, it caused so much pain and literal door frame, like door frames were extended to fit the wigs like oh my gosh sorry renovations like stuff in your points and no no go jump bit, in whenever oh but no and it hurt. caused so like, much pain it was i will wear like i will wear my hair a certain way and i'm like god my neck hurts so bad oh yeah I, like my the bun on when, when i had long hair the bun on the top of my head is so fucking heavy or just even when I'm you like, pull your hair back like super tight and yeah. stuff that's like constantly and you have all of this yeah and um, to keep going with that, oh, yeah, like, so these wigs had some inconveniences and door frames would be elevated so they could just pass through. Yeah. Sometimes the pressure of the heavy wigs on their heads caused serious inflammations on their temples, and it was just a lot. Men's wigs were generally white, and women's wigs of pastel colors, like pink, like violet, and blue. I have never heard that before. I oh, yeah. I've only ever heard them in, like, white. Like, it's all white, you no, know? No, it color oh. color this is what i love color like, like you heard yes <laughs> their hair was giant easter eggs that is a hundred percent true i can confirm that and um and so depending on how the wigs were um decorated they could reveal a person's profession or social status oh. and the wealthier people wealthier people had more expensive um wigs and they had wig designers and it was made of better material oh god what are they made out of when, oh, when are you going to get to that? We are just popping into the points like we are going to. So how these wigs are made and what they're made out of. So they were made generally with human hair. But, you know, um, how do you think they got human hair? Don't tell me they were shaving women in the streets or some shit. 
Oh, not just any women. The poor peasants in the countryside. <laughs> men. These men would go out to the countryside, find a nice, nice young woman, pin her down, and chop off her hair. There's this one legend I was told in college about how this one girl in the countryside she was like the most beautiful peasant people didn't believe she was a peasant because back then it's like if you're a peasant you're obviously ugly yeah you can't be <laughs> boy you... would i be a peasant then huh? <laughs> you can't be a pretty peasant so like and she had these beautiful long flowing hair and it was her wedding day tomorrow the next day well these fucking bitches <laughs> oh, came no. out into the countryside and chopped off her hair and like the dad like was super pissed and like it was just like this whole story of like right before her wedding day her hair got cut off so then she had to get married with like no hair and but yeah they were going in and i was just so baffled to learn just like that's how they got human hair is they just go and take it and it's like are you kidding me and it's like the rich people it blew my mind rich people really just fuck everything over nothing it really especially in non-modern times but i mean modern times as well yeah but like you can't do that anymore you can't go pin somebody down and cut their hair off and And call it a day like this kind of has a little echo um so this was like 1700s but closer more into it was still 1700s along people like really had really this sounds i'm tangenting i'm sorry but people had really bad dental and so people's teeth were just falling out like george washington didn't have like any real teeth yeah you know wasn't his his like slave teeth yes like and it was people like i don't and i'm not sure about everyone's situation but some people would like sell their teeth and they would just get new people's teeth put in but they would fall out and it's just and it's just like taking shit from people that you think are less than people even though they are people yeah you know and you're taking shit from them just to make you better it's just so disgusting and i was i was so baffled it's terrible because obviously it's like who who do you think you are yeah and that's also terrible because it's like that's disgusting it's so like actually straight gross and it's it's bananas and so hair also came from like so that was like the expensive wigs with the mm-hmm. human hair but also from horses or goats um and then there is this one countess in france who uh, the countess matigon i <laughs> matigon i am so sorry neither of us speak french <laughs> not even close i barely speak spanish um not even at all I so i barely speak english <laughs> no kidding um but she was paid to be a famous hairdresser, and she would make 24,000 livras a year to make her new headdresses every day of the week. And so that's, you know, seven wigs every day of the week. Yeah. She got paid 24,000 livras. How much do you think that is in today's currency? Oh, I have no clue. Is it a lot? It's so much. <laughs> what is it? Okay, so the original value of a livre was one pound of silver, which in as of September nineteenth, two thousand fourteen, I couldn't find anything more updated. Yeah. So it's a little. So it's probably even more. Um. So that means that a pound of silver in twenty fourteen it was two hundred and sixty three, um, dollars and eight cents, and so for each livre times that by 24,000. So that means every year she was getting paid 6,313,920 US dollars. When I converted so a $6 million salary for making wigs oh, in France. She was living it up. She was. And if you want to break it down how much each wig cost, that was 17,000 each wig. So you're making 17,000 each day for a wig. Oh my god! It's literally crazy, and, <laughs> it, and that was the whole part of the Rococo and why it was such like 
like extra extravagance because it, it, it like you never wore the same thing twice then when it like went to like yeah south i was like <laughs> yeah and it's stupid. all the money <laughs> and waste and just the yeah. excessive value of it and it's like and it was wigs it was ostrich feathers that were dyed it was new heels it was the fashion because france for the longest time ever, is the fashion house of Europe. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people will say that now. There's just so much history, though, where it goes from, like, France to England to Italy, but France is, like, the powerhouse, and mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Um, And, you know, wigs really started in France because of King Henry IV of France, because he went bald, because um, they started a, pow- a powdering practice to disguise his gray hair, and then that just kind of introduced that, like, oh, men's hair should be kind of be white. And with Louis the Thirteenth, he went bald at the age twenty-three. So oh. then, <laughs> I know I'm twenty-two. That's I'll be so twenty-three terrible. in like three weeks. And it's like if I go bald, <laughs> but it's like, oh. um, so that really started the fashion of wearing the wigs. And um, but yeah, there was like a powdering technique for men even before wigs and with wigs. So the wigs themselves weren't white. Yeah. And, like, same thing with women's wigs. They were powdered to dye different colors. And so powder was usually white, but it could be brown, gray, orange, pink, red, blue, or violet. And Aww. so this made <laughs> – and something with all of, like, the powdering and all of this, it's, like, you know, it was – this made the peasants super upset because the rich nobles at French court were literally taking um, food products because the stuff that was made – and the powdering was corn, wheat, flour, and it was luxuriously oh. finely milled to, like, a starch. Yeah. I didn't even think about what the fucking powder was made of. It was food. It was oh. their wheat. And so it pissed them off because that was the food to, for their wigs. pissed off, too. And they were starving. They were starving in the courtside, and they were also bald because all these rich men <laughs> would come in there and take their hair. <laughs> Not only am I bald, cold for the winter, but I'm fucking starving. Yes. <gasps> off with their heads. Exactly. <laughs> That's literally it. That's what pissed them off so much because they just wanted flour to make yeah. bread so they could eat. But it was getting put into rich people's wigs that they have t- stolen their hair from to make the wigs. And mm. you were just watching them. I mean, you couldn't really watch getting, them. But, you I'm, know, through the glass yeah. of these big wigs, they have all this food, and they, they wasted everything. Can everything you know, the Rococo era was wasted. I'm about to use a really old term. I'm getting spooled up. <laughs> <laughs> that shows my age. If uh, anybody knows that, I'm getting spooled. <laughs> honestly, low-key, though, I think, like, I feel like our school was the only one that used school. It wasn't really. It Cause I would not. go to Because when I was in college, and I would go to classes, and I would talk to my friends, I'm like, I'm getting I'm, so spooled <laughs> and they were like what are you don't talking me, about don't tell me we're just fucking idiots over i think our we're school. just idiots no. <laughs> <laughs> let me know please if you're listening <laughs> this is like you don't give a shit but you hear this did you use spooled in high school please. getting spooled up you get spooled up you get like wind up but no <laughs> it was bananas and you know kind of styled with the wigs women's hair was always curled waved frizz before styling and like <laughs> You know how wigs are, like, you know, it's individual hairs, like, kind of put into, yeah. like, a scalp type thing. And it's just, this fucking wigs, they would have their original hair. They'd kind of, like, split it open and just shove the new hair in there to, like, make it higher. And they would mat it up. And they would Ew. use, like, pads made of wool or towel or hemp or just, like, the cut hair. 
So it wasn't even getting made. Like, what you think a wig is now? No. They were just, like, shoving it in your hair to make, like, a nest. So then it wasn't even, like, super reusable. Like, you'd no. have to restyle it every time. Yeah. Ugh. And it's like. Who's got time for that? That's Obviously, all these they did. <laughs> all these rich French elites at court, and it was just crazy. And so then, of course, you got decorated. Obviously, you know, you got God, a giant. What's my three foot hair without decorations? <laughs> you got a giant egg, hot air balloon shaped thing standing either straight up from your head, or it kind of goes backwards, like you oh, have an alien that's head, even worse. Um, towards the crown of your head, and you decorate it with, you know, some ribbons, pearls, jewels, maybe some flowers. Um, some decorative pins, maybe a birdcage, maybe like some like like feathers. But like the fact that they would put like bird cages in there, bananas. Yeah, wait, like birds in them. I don't know. I don't think they had actual birds in them, but like the bird cages. But just like think of how big and heavy that is, and just yeah, you know, the bigger it was, the better yeah, they, it is. They probably wouldn't have put a bird. Can you imagine a bird like shitting in your hair? Yeah, <laughs> mm, but that really wouldn't be. Um, you know, as like uncommon because these wigs were nasty. Oh. They didn't clean them, <gasps> and it's like you say a wig. You think it's something you can take on and off, but it was yeah. like made into their hair, and so very, very oh, rarely like did nest. it get changed. It was a nest, and it's so. In this time period, um, barbers, besides cutting and arranging hair and the beards, have been used since many years ago. They would practice surgeries and operations and dental extractions, but also, with the success of wigs, demanded a new profession, wig makers, designers, who also cleaned and repaired the wigs and freshened up the curls of powder. Because, you know, they had, like, a big wigs and some curls would come down, too, mm-hmm. um, with fragrances. But, like, I don't know. That was maybe, like... Once a week, maybe you're getting freshened up. And how you're getting freshened up is they were just dumping perfume on it. They weren't, like, cleaning it. They're just dumping more shit on it to make it better. And it's, like, lice ran rampant. It was disgusting. Like, it was so itchy. There was, like, um, some people would have decorative sticks, like the pins in their hair. To itch their scalp. Because it's just lice. It was because you had flour, you had like yeast, water, flour mixture in your hair. You were you were stinking because you smelled like mold and you're crusty and musty. Because yeah, can you imagine like in all of that like getting damp? Like it would grow mold. Like for real, like your own fucking scalp would. Yes, and it's like France isn't like some dry place. It's not like a desert. It's it's you know it rains. It's humid. It does all of that. And this has me disgusted. It's disgusting. You know, you're like, oh, do you think they're still pretty? And I was like, yes, because I know the history. And now you're telling and me this like, and you still, still think it's pretty? I, I just I just love the Rococo. But it's disgusting. <laughs> it is literally so gross. Honestly, that's any, like, a history. Like, it, you could be like, oh, yes, like, it's so, like, you can romance history all you want. Oh, yeah. But if you actually look up what on earth people did or ate or whatever, it's fucking disgusting. All yeah. of it. And, um... I haven't really got to my visual aids, but just it's just oh. kind of like pictures of it and stuff. And um, I'm looking at the boat hair. <laughs> oh yes, I'm actually getting to that. So like, um, some fun facts. This affected the military industry because men stopped wearing hats so they could show off their wigs, and new kinds of hats were required. So they were larger for the larger and heavier wigs, so they could actually like fit. Because you know hats didn't fit on your head before this, and the military literally changed their outfits to oh my God. go with it. That's hilarious. 
And it's like um, the sailboat hair, like the ship and stuff. Those were like political drawings to like kind of make fun of the rich. Because it's like, <laughs> look at them, how stupid of their big hair. and Yeah, looks like fucking idiots over there. Because, <laughs> you know, however, like the mass of people, like of this population, 80% of it did not wear wigs. Yeah. Because they were the rich elite of French yeah. court. So 80% of your population is not wearing wigs because it costs a great deal of money. And so literally just 20% of the super rich nobles were out here looking wild due to the pressure of French courts because that's what the Queen Marie Antoinette, you know, that's what her yeah. court wanted and her and Louis, her husband. And it's like only 20% of you. And so when you look at 80% of your population that's pissed because they are starving, they are bald, and they yeah. are watching you waste food and money on your wigs and, and stuff. And honestly, look ridiculous. <laughs> and look ridiculous, especially yeah, especially when you're just sitting there starving and you're watching them look like this. Yeah. And you're pissed. And that is why um, a big change happens. <laughs> and so the change what? in wigs towards the end of this era. So in the middle of the century, the new king of France, Louis XV, Marie Antoinette's husband, imposed a smaller wig style for men and strictly white and gray powder. So now men are getting more to just white and gray. Yeah. Um, men wore from the middle of the century a single ponytail at the nape of the neck with a tie. And it's a very uh, popular style. And so like, I think I feel like yeah I can I can definitely picture that very clearly because I feel like you see that for quite a while. Oh yeah, and but women continued with their extravagant styles until the French Revolution, <laughs> and as Abby alluded to earlier, yeah. off with their heads. And so with all the luxury and overabundance, overindulgence, yes, yeah. it was it vanished into the new republic ideas. Since then, hairstyles were more classic and simple. So at the end of the century. This artistic style and culturals, it all changed to the neoclassic style, which is a much more sober, which which was a much more sober and conservative style of the classic Greek and Roman aesthetics, because once the Bastille was was um, once they charged the Bastille in France and they started taking nobles and started popping off their heads, all the rich. So like right away, the. Um, Louis the Fifteenth and Marie Antoinette and their two kids were captured and like held in prison. Mm-hmm. Louis the Fifteenth lost his head right away. Marie Antoinette was in prison for a while, and so was her son. And then I don't know what happened to the daughter, but everyone ended up passing away. Like she got yeah. her Marie Antoinette got her head cut off, and her son, um, I think, died to a disease in the prison. Mm-hmm. Like was sick, but once everyone is getting rounded up and taken. Every, all the other rich elites that would wear, they switch their style, and it's like, oh, the neoclassic. No, they decide they're they're trying to dress as peasants, so they could blend in. Uh, and so, uh-huh. and the classic Greek and Roman style is kind of like the empire waist and just white, kind of straight down, yeah, minimalistic fabric, really simple clothing. And so yeah. everyone was trying to look like peasants. Okay, to if this blend. isn't right. Yeah, cut this out because okay. I don't want to look like an idiot. Okay. Um. Is that then what led into, like, I don't know, my periods as well. Is that yeah. then what, like, what led into, like, Regency era? Because, like, the Empire gowns are, like, like, the Empire waist gowns are kind of, like, yeah. the Regency era. I can't tell you 100% what are the names of the Regency. I just know, like, everything kind of blends together in Empire yeah. gowns, like, kind of come and go with, like, the different gothics. Like, yeah. the high gothic and stuff like that. Okay. 
I'll have to look into that sometime. But right? that's just like because where it's like it blends. that's what then they kind of went, you know, because that's that I feel like when you when I think of like a Regency era gown, that's what I think of. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, and I, like I just kind of want to say when we look back into history, I don't think many of us think about the clothing they're wearing or it being super colorful or extravagant. And to learn about this era in French history is fun, but a somber lesson because it's interesting to learn about the big dramatic fashion from this time. Yeah. But consequently, this era was due to the negligence of the French court. And just because they're so detached from reality, they lost focus on 80% of their people. And as you know, this came from the peasants and the working class storming the Bastille, grabbing the nobles, chopping off their heads. I feel like the underlying lesson will never grow old of this. And, like, history also repeats itself. Yeah. And I mentioned, like, the capital of, like, the Hunger Games and stuff. Yeah. And that's just, like, yeah, once you, you think like, back to it. with, like, the people who are at the top cannot lose touch with the people who are at the bottom. Yeah, and it's, like, and that's just, it's seen today. Yeah. All the rich people, all their extravagance and the wealth yeah. they have and how much they're just so unattached. And I always see it's, like, so many people are just, like, literally dying from, like, yeah. just anything. And it's, like, oh, all these, there's a... There's a really good commercial going on right now in the Olympics, and they're talking about the new frontier, how space is the new frontier, and, like, how everyone, it's, like, the race to get there, yeah. and, like, we are there, but, like, to continue it, and people, like, SpaceX and everything, and they're so focused on that big of a thing, but it's just kind of, like, the commercial's, like, nah, that's not the new frontier, we, this planet yeah is what we need to focus on like let's yeah. plant some trees let's get together let's work on trust and yeah. everything and it's just like just feeling so unattached from reality where it's like you don't think you need to focus on what's here mm-hmm. and you have your own little thing yeah and it's like it's just crazy and like hopefully you know you hope history doesn't repeat itself to this extreme where like heads are getting cut off but yeah yeah like i said like it just echoes of the hunger games and we have so many problems in our own country eat the rich it just this doesn't feel so far off no it doesn't. And just different things that have Not happened. Not us getting radical on our <laughs> episode three. But I just love the Rococo. It's just, it's like I said, yeah. it's, it's it's a lesson that never gets old. Yeah. And it constantly needs to and be And not like, only is it fun to then look back at all yeah. the designs from an artistic standpoint. Yeah. Yes, yes. Why you go fantastic. Lead us into that. Okay, so now, off of that nice, heavy little history lesson, I am going to talk a little bit about what Rococo paintings can be described as. So Hit me with it. Let's go. Just rapid fire words. So if you are looking at a Rococo painting, these are how you would describe it. Graceful. Ooh. Gently melancholic. Playful. Easygoing. Lighthearted. Sensuous. Ornamental. Oh, yeah. Decorative. <laughs> natural. Feminine. Natural. Well, like, I haven't... There's a painting then. Okay. (laughs) Youthful and love. Kind of themes in the paintings. Oh, yeah. So, and then the Rococo movement in art, it takes... It's, like, kind of a a light, whimsical take on the heaviness and formality of the Baroque style that came before it. So it's, like, pulls some of the similar things, but, like, makes it, like, light and whimsical and more fun versus yeah so rigid so and then when it comes to art um a person who of note is madame de pompadour i think that's how you say she was the king's mistress i did not write down whatever i do know anyway king um louis the 14th mistress and she was supposed to have like embodied the rococo style and she essentially 
like it, it had it became the face of it because she had authority over all things stylish quote from the thing but anyway she was a major patron of the art movement and commissioned many pa- many paintings of herself and portraits in this style yeah. so you can <laughs> pop over to my uh visuals and that is one of her portraits that she had done in the pink and like teal yes Yeah, I have the names at the top of it, too. Anyway, and then also some famous... You can kind of keep scrolling because the next one is some famous Rococo paintings. We have the pre-arranged flight, which I feel like definitely kind of embodies that, like, youthful, fun and airy kind of look to the paintings. Yes. So a thing Marie Antoinette did in this is because at one point she was like, this is kind of too much. So something (laughs) she did... Was her wonderful husband Louis the Fifteenth gifted her a little villa (laughs) in the countryside where she could go play peasant? And so in this villa, she would wear clothes just like this, where it was like kind of white and supposed to be simplistic, but it was still a big extravagant dress. Yeah. But she would run around her little villa, and the peasants had chickens where they would have eggs, and she would pick her own eggs from the coop, except the peasants came in before she came in and wiped off the eggs. So, so they were gross. clean. So when they were clean. Oh, my God. And then she would pick the eggs, and it was, like, her little, like, happy place where she would play peasant. And she would, That's like, hilarious. play countryside and, like... It, but wasn't... I feel, like you, I feel like you have to take all this with a grain of salt. Wasn't Marie Antoinette really young? She was. I... Yeah. I kind of am a Marie Antoinette stan. Yeah. Like, there is so much with There's movie like, oh, she was so bad, this and that. Yeah, but There's also, a whole like, story young. to it. Like, I think she was 15, maybe, when yeah. she got married. And it's like... But she's it's, a kid, it's still, you know? It, she's still a kid. At this point, she's probably, like, 30s or so. Mm. But it's just, like... Because um, this happened later. Yeah. Because... Because I've heard, like, a lot of rough shit about when she first, like, came to oh, court so as, like, a teenager. Much, like, she she went through a lot of too. shit. Um... Yeah. No, you know, she's we'll to yeah. hold Maria Antoinette. Maria Antoinette's good, but it's 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 still even a little ridiculous that she was playing peasant. Yeah, <laughs> it she, really is because she's had. I think she had both her kids at this point, and she was like, because they did not. Oh my god, I might cut this out, but it's like they did not consummate the marriage <laughs> for like a couple years. Like Louis the Fifteenth was so like shy and like would not touch her, and like she was like Maybe the, he just couldn't get it up. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, there's just so much. And she did not have kids to, like, I want to say, like, seven years into the marriage. Yeah. Like. I do think that, yeah, like, later. Because I remember, I think I remember reading somewhere that it was, like, a huge stressor. Oh, yeah. That, like, it's, like, a big kids, thing. Like, because that's a yeah. big fucking deal. Okay. Yes. Next painting is probably what I would say is probably one of the most famous paintings of the Rococo. And it's The Swing. Oh, yes. Very that's... notable. Very free. And that's where I point out the very nature kind of yes. aspect. Lots of, because I feel like you think about it, you know, shrubbery and those kind of, that's very, you yes. know, it, it can look very ornamental with all the flowers and whatever kind of things. So that's very whatever. And then the last one is Self-Portrait with Straw Hat. It's by Elizabeth Louise something de Brune. And now she is actually, the, so this is her self-portrait, so you're looking Aww. at her. She's actually something really cool. Um, so in this time, first off, it was really hard to be a female painter because it was a male-dominated profession. Yeah. So not only was she a female painter, but female painters usually were limited just to portrait paintings. They weren't hmm. allowed to kind of dabble into the landscape, whatever, and so in this in her life she painted more than 222 landscape paintings Good and for her. more than 660 portrait paintings 
Hell yeah. yeah. And she is one of the most prominent women painters of the Rococo. And she was one of only four women accepted into the Royal Academy of Fine Arts. And she was one of the first women to ever gain international acclaim, which, if you don't know, is public praise. So international public praise. She's Aww. one of the first women to ever do that. And this is a beautiful photo. Yeah, it really is. Like Painting, she was very photo. Yeah, she was very lovely, you could tell. And it's, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. We love a queen. We do. Oh my god. So that was my little touches on paintings, some famous paintings and things of the Rococo. I love that. And that kind of like wraps up Rococo. Um, Abby, do you got any updates on your shop? Like what are you working on? So when is this episode going up? So this will go out um, the 21st, I believe. The 21st? Yes, the okay, 21st. So at the time of this that this goes up, my shop is still running a sale. So I've got 10% off with the code VDAY25. So that's very fun because um, I love Valentine's Day, actually. Yeah. I kind of love the cheesy, like, it doesn't even have to be love, like, oh, your partner, but, like, friends and family. Like, you just, yes. like, just love. And so I love Valentine's Day. And the 25th is Taylor and I's anniversary of dating. So oh, seven nice. years. So I'm running a sale then. I started it this Monday all the way through the 25th. 10% off my shop. So I've got that going on right now. Nice. And besides that, I'm just cranking out some new products. I showed you my new one today. It yes. is a cute little strawberry themed one and I think I'm gonna do a weather themed sticker sheet too. Ooh. Yeah, some fun stuff. So I've just been kind of dabbling in that. Nice. Lately. Nice, nice. Yeah. What about you? I, um, you know, I really felt like a lot of pressure to get out a Valentine's collection and yeah. I was gonna do like some headbands but then I had some people be like, well, I want earrings and this and that and I just wasn't vibing with it and, but I put out some, I, I'm proud of them. I yeah. enjoy them. The but cute I, little heart ones. Yeah. yeah but I, like I didn't those. enjoy how I felt like a pressure to yeah. make it. And that kind of made me mad. <laughs> um, so like, I'm not going to do it on purpose. Like, because you wanted it, fuck it. It's like, I did it. And I made them. And I'm proud of them. And they're cute. But it's also like, for a second, it felt like a little bit of a chore. Yeah. And my business is very much a side passion project. And it's just stuff that like... I was proud of them, but I want to be fully proud of them. Yeah. And so I kind of felt like after I made that, I took like a little bit of like a step back and like looked and I was just thinking about like what I want to do. I was going to do like a cottage core collection, but I kind of like canceled that because I, I'm just like thinking and I was like working on Easter stuff, but I wasn't really happy with it. Mm -hmm. But I actually have an idea that I've been working on and you guys are going to have to wait and see um, on what it is, but I'm really excited about it and I think it's just going to be... Um, I'll tell you off air. Thank God. <laughs> I was like, you're not going to leave me on I edge can't. too, are you? <laughs> no, no. But I'm really excited about it. And um, it just kind of, it's like a new accessory that's going to be added to my shop. And then um, slowly yeah, try to start working on sewing projects. I'm definitely going to be doing some math and like drafting up patterns for when we make our skirts. Yes. Um. Most of the stuff I make is like sundresses and like skirts and yeah. stuff. So I'm kind of waiting for the th the weather to change with it because mm -hmm. I get more pumped. But 
yeah, yeah that's where i'm at exciting exciting you want to wrap it up yes sir Alrighty. so if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more of us please stay tuned for more episodes and you can find us at the visionaries podcast on instagram where we will post pictures for the episodes or contact us at the visionaries podcast at gmail.com only nice things seriously <laughs> um and for me melena if you want to find more about me for my shop you can find me at etsy tiktok facebook and instagram at estella styled for updates on my creative personal projects you can follow that journey on tiktok at melena lena 23 abby okay and you can find my art and my stickers on my etsy shop at abigail m arts you can find me on my instagram abigail.marie.arts and you can come yell at me on my tiktok which is <laughs> abigail marie arts all squished together all right the, well, little, the little yelling thing is like come yell at me at my on my tumblr do you remember that that's oh like my a God. thing yeah like <laughs> yes okay well i hope you enjoyed our take on the rococo yes and you have a i would say fantastic day <laughs> but Live it up. Bye. Bye. <laughs>